1: Uh, IB Nation, welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Thursday, and it is February 15th, and we're going to talk some Notre Dame football today, obviously. Uh, lots to discuss today. I'm I'm excited about today's show. I mean, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to talk about the Notre Dame 2024 football schedule, which we've kind of known for a little while who the two – I think Tim Priester might have – I think he was the first one to report that it was going to be Army, and I think that was like a couple months ago and obviously when Notre Dame played in the bowl game, there was the talk about it then. So we've known for a while that Army was going to be the 12th opponent, but now we know when. We know the entire makeup of the 2024 schedule, so I'm going to dive into that today. Then after that, we're going to talk about the Notre Dame offensive line and just kind of where things are, what was lost, what returns, what's new, and what are the big questions surrounding the offensive line as we get ready for spring ball. And then, of course, I'll answer some of your questions There were – 11 questions that got in during the show if some more come i will try to get to those but those will be a little bit harder but a lot to talk about in today's show and i'm looking forward to it i need to i need to man i'm telling you what this calendar needs to hurry up and speed up because i can't wait to get we got our schedule we can't release it yet but we got the spring schedule when that starts i'm excited to get out there and see this team play and Just looking at 2012 schedule, I'm like, okay, I got some flights I got to schedule. I got some hotels I got to book, and we know everything we need to do now. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it, and I'm very much looking forward to what we're going to talk about today.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed.
1: You know, I went through my whole pre-show checklist that I normally do, had everything checked off and forgot to make sure the computer's plugged in because that's really never, never really an issue. So uh, we're going to have some fun with today's show and Tommy, dude, don't start with me today, man. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not in the mood for you today, man. I love you, but no, not today. Let's have some fun with today's topics, guys. In spite of Tommy Guns, we're going to have some fun today. <laughs> Tommy's my guy. He knows it. Let's start off with today's with the schedule of the 2024 season, which is now official, and it's a very interesting schedule, and it's created a lot of uh, just angst. I think Notre Dame fans, sometimes there's a group of us that just like to kind of find something to kind of be upset about and and not be happy about and 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 look for just something that's going to be it's just something to be upset about or something to be nervous about and the the schedule gets released and there's this flood of oh my gosh Notre Dame's gonna have to go 12-0 to make the playoff and I don't know if 11-1 gets us in and all this kind of panic and it's just like take a deep breath okay number one it's gonna be all right this is a good schedule I think there's a, a, a faulty assumption that, that just everyone in the schedule is going to take a step back and, and they're not going to be any good. We, we don't know the answers to that, and we're going to find all that stuff out. And there's a, there's a lot that's going to have to get proved out over the season. There's going to be somebody on the schedule we think is going to be pretty good that ends up not being as good as we think. USC was that team last year. And there's going to be teams in the schedule that right now we're looking at like, ah, they're okay, or maybe they might be okay. They're going to be better than we expect, and, and that's going to be true, and that was LH, Louisville last year and and overall it's a it's a schedule that's comparable and and, and so i was kind of looking at the schedule and and i and i see a lot of the same people talking about how 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 hard last year's schedule was or how challenging last year's schedule was talking about how this is a softer schedule and and i just kind of found that funny and I'll dive into the reasons why to begin but let's first bring up the Notre Dame schedule for the 2024 season as we talk through all this and there it is. Obviously, Notre Dame kicks the season off on August 31st with a road game at Texas A&M. At home the next week against Northern Illinois. Then they play at Purdue. Home against Miami of Ohio. Home against Louisville. Then there's a bye week. Then they play Stanford on October 12th, kicking things back off. Travel to Georgia Tech. That is technically listed as a road game, but it Georgia Tech is giving up the home game and they're going to play it at Mercedes-Benz so they can make some more money. That's going to be interesting, but technically it is a road game. It's a little different than the Army or Navy games, in my opinion. Then, of course, October 26th, they're going to play Navy at MetLife in New Jersey. Then there's another bye week before they play Florida State. Then they're home against Florida State, as we said, on November 9th. Then they're home against Virginia. Then they travel out to the Bronx to play Army at Yankee Stadium on November 23rd and then finish the season November 30th with a road game at USC. It's interesting when you look at at this rivalry between Notre Dame and USC because it's one that Notre Dame has really I mean let's be honest they've they've dominated that series in in recent seasons, but the most the last time out out USC out in LA didn't go very well for Notre Dame. They obviously lost 38 to 27. And so Notre Dame will look to get back control of that series, which obviously Notre Dame won 48-20 this past season, and Notre Dame has won five of six against USC, including Notre Dame's last six home games. Notre Dame at USC in recent seasons, obviously they lost in 2022, did not play in 2020. That game got canceled because of the COVID stuff. Won in 2018, lost in 2016, lost in 2014, won in 12 and one in 10. So it's been a mixed bag for Notre Dame out in L.A. And so obviously that's going to be a, a very, very interesting game for Notre Dame as well this season. So let's dive into just a, an overview of the Notre Dame schedule. And and I want to first talk about just the strength of the schedule. And, and I don't think this is a, a a really tough schedule per se. I do think that this is going to be a tougher schedule than perhaps a lot of Notre Dame fans think that it's going to be. That, that's the one thing that I, I do think is different. I think that there's this assumption – that certain teams are going to take huge steps back, and I and while I think some teams are going to take a step back, I do not. For example, I do not view Florida State as being a team that's going to go thirteen and zero again. I, I don't believe that to be the case. But I do think Florida State's still going to be a very good football team this year. And and yes, last year was a, a you know a bit of an anomaly from the 13-0 season. But let's not forget this is a team that was ten and three the year before. So this is a team that has gone and reloaded again when it comes to the transfer portal uh, they're going to have a plenty of talent on their football team this year i, I absolutely think that that florida state's going to be a team to that's going to be a to i think going to have every chance in the world to once again be a 10 plus win team will they be 13 and 0 border on playoff team we'll see we'll see i mean there's obviously work to be done for them but i do like what i do like what florida state brings to the table in regard to their potential for being a good team this year I think there's some very challenging games. We talked about Texas A&M. I think Purdue is going to be improved, although they're, I don't think that they're going to be a challenge. I think Louisville's still going to be pretty good. I think a lot higher of Georgia Tech than a lot of people do. I do expect a little bit of a bounce back from USC. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into some of these opponents more so as we get into the season or get into the offseason, and I'll break down kind of why I think some teams are going to be better maybe than some fans think. But I do think that this is a, a more challenging schedule, and, and the proof is kind of in the pudding, so to speak. Number one, we all have mostly agreed that the 2023 schedule was pretty challenging. It, it wasn't as tough as maybe we thought it was going to be preseason, but it ended up being a challenging schedule. And the final regular season record of Notre Dame's opponents, or, or excuse me, the final record of Notre Dame's regular season opponents last year was 81-69. and 69. That is a win percentage of, let me just do the math here real quick. So that is, what would that be? 150 games, right? So Notre Dame's opponents last year had a winning percentage in the regular season of uh, uh, 540, right? So let's mark that down. Then you look at Notre Dame's 2024 schedule and their opponents went 84 and 70, which is a win percentage of 545. So if you just look at, the the win loss record of Notre Dame's opponents they play a schedule that had a better win loss record than it did the schedule they played a year ago now here's why I think that is I don't I don't think I think this year's schedule for me you obviously have a team like Miami of Ohio who's a MAC team that won 11 games that helps Florida State obviously went 13 and one this year Notre Dame did not play a team with that kind of record last year that alone kind of You know, skews it a little bit. Those those two things, I should say, alone skew it a little bit. But this is still a quality schedule, in my opinion. I think Texas A&M has a chance to be a better football team this year. Will they be in week one? That's a different question. But I think they have a chance to be. I think Stanford's going to be slightly improved. I think Navy's going to be improved. I think Army's going to be solid. I think Virginia's going to be improved. And I think Georgia Tech's a team that's going to be improved as well. So I do think this is a challenging schedule. It's going to be a little bit more challenging than maybe some Notre Dame fans think that it will be. But it's also, again, it's the it's the challenge of the the week after week after week playing quality teams. Even though there's, I don't believe, a, a great team on the schedule. I don't know that there's a single team that I would rank as a preseason top 10 as of right now, even though I do like Florida State a lot more than others. I wouldn't put it top 10 because they have so many new faces that they have to deal with. But you've got a schedule of 12 games with seven bowl opponents on it, a better win percentage overall than what you had last year. There's three teams on your schedule that won 10 or more games a season ago. When you look at the breakdown of the schedule, there's five ACC opponents, two Big Ten opponents, two AAC opponents, two MAC opponents, and one SEC opponent. And there's two teams, Florida State and Miami, that played that won conference championships last year. Some quick notes between Notre Dame and these opponents from a history standpoint, which I found uh, entertaining to go through. Notre Dame versus Texas A&M. Notre Dame leads that series three to two. The last game was played in 2001, a game that Texas A&M won 24 to three. Northern Illinois and Notre Dame have never played each other. This is going to be the first time. Interesting note on Northern Illinois, their head coach is a guy named Thomas Hammock. For older folks like me who are college football geeks, you'll, you'll remember that name. He was a running back for, for Northern Illinois that rushed for 1,000 yards in back-to-back seasons for them back in the day before heart problems caused him to have to retire from football. Some more uh, go down to Purdue, one of Notre Dame's longest rivals. Notre Dame is, leads the series 40, 59, 26 to 2. Purdue's coming off a four and eight season. The last time they played was in 2021, a game that Notre Dame won 27 to 13. And this is the beginning of a five game stretch where Notre Dame is going to play Purdue. So they play 24, 25, 26, 27, and 28 the teams will play for the next five years, which I'm happy about. I've said this before. Purdue and Michigan State are two teams that I would like to see on the schedule with more regularity. They're going into year two of the Ryan Walters era. Miami of Ohio is next on the schedule. They're coming off a 20 and uh, 11 and three record. They are one of two teams on the schedule with Texas A&M being the other that has a former Notre Dame coordinator as their head coach. Mike Elko is the head coach of Texas A&M. Chuck Martin, obviously the head coach at Miami. They're coming off his best season. Notre Dame holds a 2-0 record against Miami. The last meeting was in 2017. Chuck Martin was still the head coach then as well. And that was a game Notre Dame won 52-17. Louisville's next. Louisville's coming off a 10-4 season. The series is now tied 2-2. The last time they played was 2023. uh, Louisville obviously won that game last season 33-20. That snapped a two-game winning streak by Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat Louisville in nineteen, 2019 and 2020. Beat them at Louisville in 19. Beat them at home in 2020. Obviously, Louisville won the first matchup, which came back in 2014. So it is 2-2. Two two. Notre Dame's play Stanford next. They are coming off a 3-9 and year, year one of the Troy Taylor era. Notre Dame leads that series 23-14. to 14. Last year's game was the most recent. Notre Dame won 56-23. to A little bit of payback for Notre Dame, though, because last time they played at Notre Dame Stadium, which is where the game will be this year, stanford won next up is georgia tech they're coming off a seven and six season which was year one of the brent key era did a really good job the last time georgia tech made a bowl game was back in 2018 which is the same year notre dame made its first college football playoff appearance notre dame leads the series 30 30 to 36 and one so 30 wins six losses one tie The last meeting was at home in 2021, a game that Notre Dame won 55 to nothing. The year before, they played at Georgia Tech and Notre Dame won that game. This thing is 31 to 13 at Georgia Tech. Navy's up next. They're coming off a five and seven season. A lot of teams on the schedule are either in year one or year two of new coaches. This is another one. Brian Newberry goes into year two. Notre Dame leads this all time series 82 to 13 and one. Last year, Notre Dame won 20, 42 to three. So the last time they played. Florida State is next on November 9th. The Seminoles are coming off of a 13-1 record or 13-1 season. They uh last they lead the series. So this is one of the few teams. So if you look at the schedule so far, uh, Notre Dame leads all of them so far, except for the Louisville series, which is tied at two to two. And Florida State has the all-time lead. Over Notre Dame they have won sticks and Notre Dame has won five but Notre Dame has got themselves a little bit of a win streak going against the Seminoles the Irish have won I believe three in a row yes three in a row against Florida State they beat Notre Dame they beat Florida State at home uh, in 2018 42 to 13 beat him at home again in 2020 42 to 26 beat him at in Tallahassee in 2021 41 to 38 if you remember that game, Notre Dame jumped up to a I think 38-20 lead. Florida State tied it up. Notre Dame won it in overtime, 41 to 38. And then, of course, Florida State has played in played in South Bend. Let's see, one, two, three, four. This will be the sixth time Notre Dame won the uh, has won the most recent two. Florida State beat Notre Dame in South Bend in 2003, 37 and nothing. Also, beat Notre Dame and South Bend the first time the two teams ever played in 1981. And then Notre Dame won, of course, in 1993 in the game of the century. So, Notre Dame will be looking to tie that series up this year. Virginia's next. Notre Dame leads that all time series four to nothing. The Cavaliers are coming off of a competitive three and nine. They, they really were. I, I, think, I think Virginia was a competitive team last year at three and nine, you know, quality squad with, with Tony Elliott. They just they just couldn't win, but they had three or four other games you thought they had a chance to win. The last time they played was 2021 in Charlottesville, Notre Dame one twenty eight to three. Interestingly, they played to start the season in 1989 and didn't play again until 2015. So the last three games have come recently. They played 2015 in Charlottesville, Notre Dame. That was the come from behind game where uh, Deshaun Kaiser hit Will Fuller to win it to walk it off basically. Then they played again in 2019. Notre Dame won that game. Virginia actually had an early lead. That was a, a actually a pretty entertaining game. Early Bryce Perkins was the quarterback. He was doing a really good job early. And then the second half, the Notre Dame pass rush just took that game over. They had two fumbles that they returned, one for a score, one inside the 10 to really break that game open. In the game, they won 35 to 10. And then we go next to Army. Notre Dame holds a 39-8-4 and four lead over Army, who's coming off of a 6-6 six and six record. Army, interestingly, was, you would think, is bowl eligible by being 6-6, six and six, but two of their wins, you can only, the to be a bowl eligible, you have to be a 500 team or better, and you have to have, all, all, I think, all but one of your wins can, has to come against FBS teams. Last year, Army had two wins over FCS teams, so they weren't bowl eligible. Last time these two played, also a Shamrock Series game. Down in San Antonio, Notre Dame won that 44-6, and then they wrap the season up against USC. Trojans are coming off an 8-5 record. Notre Dame leads that series 51-38 to with five ties. Last meeting at home last year was a 48-20 win by Notre Dame. The last time they played in L.A., however, 2022, the Trojans won
0: 38-27. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. So
1: let's look a little bit deeper into the schedule. Give you some of my opinion of it. Won't won't spend too much time on each team beyond what we just did during the summer. We'll do a deep dive. We'll have shows kind of geared toward each team as we get into the off season after the spring and everybody. We And the reason I want to do it now is because we can give a rough estimate of where teams are, but there's going to be another portal time after spring ball for everybody that some teams are going to lose players. They're going to gain players. So It's a little bit too early to do deep dives on to to each team. But I think as of right now, this is kind of my feelings on the season so far of where it stands right now. Number one, I think there's four what I would call big games for Notre Dame. Big games are are games that to me are going to go a long way towards defining the season. They may not all be necessarily you know, top 10 teams or top 25 teams even, but they're all gauges for Notre Dame. And, and it begins obviously with, with Texas A&M. Then the Louisville home game, the Florida State home game and the USC road game are all to me big games for Notre Dame. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, I, I like the way the schedule set up. If you're talking about is the schedule set up to favor Notre Dame, to help Notre Dame, I think it absolutely is. And one of the things I looked at when I was looking at these big games is when does Notre Dame play them? But then also, who do they play around it? So, in, in Pat, like this past year, when you talk about Notre Dame's big games, it was—I think they had probably more big games last year than this year. I mean, I, preseason, I thought NC State was going to be a big game. Obviously, Ohio was Ohio State was going to be a big game. Louisville ended up being a big game. USC was a big game. Clemson was a big game. Duke was the trap team. And when I look at this schedule, there's not a single game where they play two of their best opponents in not even – not only do they not play them in back-to-back games, they're not even two out of three in a stretch. So when you look at the four that I perceive to be the biggest games, the, the A&M game, there's three games between A&M and Louisville. And then Louisville and Florida State, there's three games between Louisville and Florida State. And then there's two games between Florida State and USC. And then you look at some other games and you and or other aspects of it. Okay, well, what do you have to play around your big games? Well, Texas A and M and Notre Dame does not play in either the week before or the week after all of its big games, which I think is interesting, and especially for all of you that think that think uh, you know no, Notre Dame bye weeks are like this end all be all for for favoring a team. Texas A and M, obviously, it's the season starter, so there's no game the week before. And then the week after, they're at home against Northern Illinois. Perfect come-down game. Then they play Louisville on, on September 28th. And this might actually be one of the be- the toughest back-to-back matchups they have all year. And that's saying something that was not necessarily meant in complimentary fashion. They play Miami of Ohio the week before. And then they have a bye week the week after before then hosting Stanford. So again, the you have a very complimentary schedule around that big Louisville game. Nexus, Florida State. You play Navy the week before in New Jersey. Then you come home to play the Seminoles. And then the week, a- actually, excuse me, you have Navy's the game before it, but there's a bye week after Navy. And I've said this before. I know people love to have the buys before Navy. Understand that. If I could prefer a buy, I would much rather have a bye the week after Navy, not the week before. Cause then you have that time to recover from whatever you perceive to be the issues with that, plus you have a week to kind of reprogram your brains to getting away from the triple option, if that's something your program struggles with, which Notre Dame has not struggled with in recent years. So then you have Florida State by the week before and then home game against Virginia the week after. then finally, you play at USC, last game of the regular season. You have no game after. There's, there's no game coming after. So you you empty everything into that game. You pour everything into that game. The week before they play Army, Army is not a very good football team. I mean, I know that there's people calling it a trap game. I just don't see it. I think Jeff Munkin's a, a really good football coach, but that team is not very good. You look at their schedule last year, they lost to Alicia Monroe. They beat Delaware State, had a good win over Texas-San Antonio, lost to Syracuse, lost to Boston College, lost to Troy, lost to LSU, 62 to nothing, lost to UMass, beat Air Force when Air Force was completely crippled, beat Holy Cross by three, beat Coastal Carolina, who wasn't very good last year, and then beat Navy. So of their six wins, two of them were over our fellow option team. Actually, three of them, I believe, because I believe Holy, I, no, Holy Cross is, yeah, I think Holy Cross is an option team as well. I, I could be wrong on that, but I thought that they were. And as I said, Coastal Carolina wasn't a very good team. The week after Air Army beat Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina lost to James Madison, 56 to 14. So they weren't a very good football team either. So, and, and the way that they run their option, it's not the way that it used to be. And Navy's also going away from it a little bit. As, as somebody just pointed out, the, the thing that's challenging to me about that schedule is just the travel. You have to go to New York one week, come home, you fly out to USC that, that following week. And I believe that Thanksgiving is the week of the USC game as well. Yes. Thanksgiving is the 28th for Notre Dame. So obviously your Thanksgiving is probably going to be out in LA. So that's, that's kind of how I view that. Talk about trap games. I really don't see a lot of trap games on the schedule in regard to what I view as a trap game is a team that maybe not a lot of people are talking about that, that could beat you if you don't play, you know, bring your best or they or they happen to just kind of play their best game or a team that's basically the way it's situated i thought duke was the epitome of a trap game this year and it, it, it kind of proved to be accurate because of a i thought duke was better than people thought i felt duke should have been a preseason top 25 team they weren't but also were scheduled right after ohio state right before louisville i thought the way that it was scheduled was going to be really really tough and it turned out to be so so when you look at the schedule for trap games, I don't see any trap games being there with the exception of maybe Virginia. But I don't view Virginia as a trap game because I just don't think they're that good, to be honest with you. I mean, they're scrappy. They compete and all that, but they're just not a real talented team. That should not be a, a competitive game, if we're being honest. Could could Virginia, and, and a trap game to me is not could you lose that game. And there's a lot of games you could lose. I mean, Stanford wasn't a trap game two years ago. it's just a game where they didn't show up and they got beat. A trap game is more of a you know it's an it's an opponent that that if they bring it that day and you even if you play okay football, they can beat you. If Notre Dame plays okay football, they're beating Virginia. If Notre Dame plays okay football, they're beating Army. If Notre Dame just plays okay football and Georgia Tech brings their A game, they can lose that game. I think that's that's why I have for me the biggest trap game is Georgia Tech. I don't view Purdue as a trap game. I think Purdue is a team where Notre Dame would have to play poorly to lose that game. If I'm just being honest, I mean, I think that there's always some aspects of this schedule that they have to prove that they can win on the road. Two of their first three games will be on the road. That's something that you look at. But the other interesting part, too, about the schedule is Notre Dame only has three true road games all year. And, and by a true road game, I mean a, t- a game where you're playing at that team's home field. AM, Purdue, and USC is it. Georgia tech is, is a considered a road game, but as I said earlier, they're playing it actually in Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta and that Notre Dame will actually be playing in an NFL stadium in back-to-back weeks. Cause the next week they go out to New Jersey to play Navy at MetLife. So that that's another aspect of it. So what I think is the, is the, uh, the other aspect of it is, is the toughest schedule, the toughest stretch of games. And to me, it's the last four. I, I, I don't, I think you could look at the first, maybe the first five, because you have A and M on the road, you have Louisville at home. But I think that's early in the season; I think it's going to be fresh. And and because of the first five, you have two of your toughest games, and then the last four, you have two of your toughest games. But I think the teams around, you know, between Florida State and USC, to me, what makes that the toughest stretch is it's it is later in the year, your depth is going to be pushed a little bit more. I think Florida State is arguably the best team on your schedule. I think USC could be the second or third best team on your schedule you know, Virginian army are, are going to be scrappy. They're going to make you compete again, Both Notre Dame should beat both teams a lot. I just don't see it as, as being games that necessarily should be really, really tough. And when you look at overall at this, at the, 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 the travel it, it's actually not one of Notre Dame's worst seasons as far as the travel. I mean, the total, the total miles are going to be a lot. Cause you're, you're making, you know, a trip out to the West coast at USC. You're making a trip all the way down to Texas. You're making a trip, but you're making two trips to the East Coast, which are pretty easy flights for anyone that's ever flown from New York, from South Bend to those areas, which I have. It's it's a pretty easy flight. And then you've got the, the game at Purdue, which is probably a bus ride. I mean, Notre Dame could choose to stay there the night before, depending on when the game starts. But in it, back in the day, that's it's a it's a bus ride. And, and as somebody in the, the chat pointed out, there's going to be a lot of Notre Dame fans in that stadium. So I don't think the travel's actually that bad, to be honest with you. And then of course you've you know the, the Atlanta trip also not a rough trip. It's a pretty easy trip, and uh, and it co- and, and it comes after two straight home games. I mean Notre Dame will between playing Purdue on September 14th, Notre Dame will not go on the road again for over a month. They'll be at home right in the middle of the season a lot, and there's never a, a there's never a period outside the first three games where Notre Dame is away from home for you know two times in five in five weeks so i mean think about it so they play purdue on september 14th they don't go on the road again until october 19th now two of their next five games or three of their next five games are on the are away from home but you've got georgia tech and navy back-to-back weeks where you're not going anywhere but then you've got a bye week and then two home games so three weeks before you finish your last two games on the road so I think the schedule set up very nicely for Notre Dame. There's five, you know, I think the the bye weeks fall in there really nicely. You have five games to start the season, then a bye, three weeks to start the season, then a bye, and then four home and then four games to end it. Yeah, of the first five, three at home, two away, the second three, one home, two neutral, the last four, two home, one away, one neutral. So I I think the schedule sets up really nicely and as I said only three true road games. And and here's the other interesting part. There's only two road games that are actually going to be on another team's campus because USC obviously plays in the Coliseum which is not on their campus. Now that I consider a true road game because that's where USC plays their home games. Just like I count playing Pitt at Heinz Field a true road game just because that's considered where they play. But there's also a difference between true road games and playing on another team's campus which has a completely different feel. Notre Dame only has two games like that this season, which makes it makes it very interesting. It makes for a very interesting schedule for Notre Dame. When you look at the 2023 schedule, Notre Dame played NC State in a true road game. They played Duke in a true road game. They played Louisville in a true road game. They played Clemson in a true road game, and they played Stanford in a true road game. So you had five true road games that were all, I believe, NC State, Duke, Louisville, Clemson, Stanford, yes, all five of those played on campus of another team. So this year there's only two, which also fits Notre Dame very nicely. So that's my thoughts and my my look at the Notre Dame schedule. I know there's a couple questions in there about the schedule. I'll get to those in the mailback section. As I said before, if you guys do have questions, please go ahead and put those in there now, and, and I'll get to those. I just starred one from Brandon, so I'll try to get to as many of those as I can. When the next section is over, but i, I again, I, I think this is a schedule that's very favorable for Notre Dame. i I think um I think it's one of those things where we'll have to see how this team develops and how this team plays. There's still some questions about other teams. But just where we are right now, I think it's I think it's a situation where this is a schedule that um, that to me, sets up very nicely for Notre Dame. And a lot of games where you're going to argue, we could debate if there's a single team on the schedule that has a better roster than Notre Dame's. I don't believe there is one. I do. We've had this debate before. I do think Florida State is the closest of all the teams on there. Louisville's not super far behind. A&M's not super far behind. USC's not super far behind. But I don't think anybody top to bottom has a better roster than Notre Dame's, which adds to really why I'm excited about this schedule. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to take a, a quick... 30-second break here, catching my breath a little bit, and getting my notes ready for part two. But in part two of today's show, I'm going to dive into the Notre Dame offensive line, which is kind of fitting to be talking about this, this the same day as a schedule because I believe that one of the best ways to handle a tough schedule, one of the best ways to, to play well on the road, one of the best ways to win against your best opponents is to win in the trenches. We've already previewed the Notre Dame defensive line. Now I'm going to talk about the offensive line and see what this unit's capable of uh, when we talk about how good this team can be. Because how good this team can be, how well Notre Dame can manage this schedule is going to be dependent a lot on how the offensive line evolves. So we'll get to that next. But before we do, do me a favor, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. If you're listening via podcast platform, especially on Spotify or any of the other platforms you listen to, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review. We're very happy to be partner with with Spotify, who is trying to continue to help Irish Breakdown grow more and more and more. And if you have not done so, sign up for the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. I'm going to have a big recruiting intel drop here the next day or two on the boards, so you're not going to want to miss that. Just kind of where things stand with everything, Ryan and I and Sean are going to get together and put that together here over the next couple days. So definitely be on the lookout for that, but that will be only on the premium message board, the champions lounge Lounge message board, which you can find at (laughs) boards.hoursbreakdown.com.